Woods podcast. This is episode number 14, and my name is Henry. This is Brayden. I'm Chloe. And today we're going to be reviewing uh, Mother, and we're going to be doing a retro <laughs> review of uh, Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak. Thank you, Chloe. Uh, and we also have some trailers to talk about, some listener questions, so all the usual stuff. Yay. So it's going to be a good show. Except it's the three of us again. Yeah, it's the whole, the, How the whole gang back together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did everybody miss me? I mean, yeah. the, I think the important question is, did anybody miss me? Yeah. I did. Oh. Brayden, we were flooded with uh, complaints. <laughs> yeah. Flooded. I am, so. I am just skeptical. Color me skeptical. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad to be back anyways. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, well, how's everybody? Chloe, you're... Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe, you want to tell us about your surgery? No. All right. No. <laughs> I, had, I had knee surgery, and it took four hours and all that stuff. Oh, good story, though. All it right. took me a very long... I do really poorly with anesthesia and stuff, and I don't take the normal painkillers or anything like that because I don't like my brain being messed up, you know? Yeah. So it took me two hours to wake up from the anesthesia... And the story I'm about to tell you is one I've only heard secondhand because I don't remember it. But apparently, this might be a little gross. Apparently, okay. whilst I was still under heavy influences, I had to use the restroom. And obviously they couldn't move me because I just had surgery. So I had a bedpan and halfway through the process I took the bedpan and threw it at the nurse. Ooh. <laughs> did it? Uh, did it splatter the nurse? I guess. Did it hit the nurse? I don't know. Probably she left. She was really mad about she it. She left. Dare I say it, pissy about it. Ha 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 ha. Thank you. Oh, Good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the puns. So that's exciting. I kind of wish I remembered it because I've never done anything even close to yeah. that. Yeah. I'm I had a, I don't. Back in my mid-20s, I broke my arm and had to go through several surgeries and waking up from the anesthesia at one point. The nurses were less than gentle, shall we say, and... <laughs> I would have much enjoyed throwing a bedpan at them at that point. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, I think we all have that urn sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. There should be a national fling a bedpan day. There should be, like the Purge movies. Oh, that yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. But with bedpans. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Someone get on that. Let us know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not allocating actually going out and throwing metal bedpans at people. No. No. But just, you know. Just throw them around. Like bedpan tosses to see, you know, who gets <laughs> who gets from length and who can do, you know, height and stuff like that. Yeah. So, it's, you know. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cool. Not <laughs> characteristic. Yeah. Must be killing you that you can't do any soccer right now, though. Oh, yeah. It's really hard. Everything's hard, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah, okay. soccer, soccer's really hard. Not being able to do it. Also... This is probably, again, too much information, but I'm on painkillers, so I'm allowed to be too informative. That's okay. But the, this guy who was here last year, because he goes to school in Berlin, but he's from Venezuela, whatever. I even went to Germany, basically, to go on a date with him. He hmm. just got back, but I saw him for like a day, and now I can't see him ever again, because I only see him with soccer. Huh. Tragic. Is he, is he handsome? <laughs> I can't give too much away. Oh, shoot. He's probably listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if there's something there, he'll, oh, he'll visit you in your in your recuperation. I hope not. 
I haven't washed no? my hair in like oh, since since I, I can't like do anything. Right on. This is my first uh, outing, basically. Well, we feel honored. Full yeah, outing, I'm like honored. engaging with other people. Yeah. So good luck to you. Yeah. <laughs> you, at least yeah. you could have done is wash your hair. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. But yeah, well, I don't have anything that exciting. <laughs> I've recently been getting back into playing the guitar. It's been fun. Cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Braden, any, uh, you got your car, uh, working again? Fixed yeah, up? I don't want to talk about car, because money. Mm. That's, cars are ludicrously expensive items. Yeah. So I have now officially sunk, I mean, just, just last week, getting the repairs done was actually more cost more than the car is actually worth at this point. <gasps> that happened to my dad, so he just got an electric car. And also an electric, or like a solar-powered bike. <laughs> solar-powered bike? <laughs> yeah. That's, like a solar, that's hardcore. Well, it's a bike, obviously, which is leg-powered, but then it's, it can be an electric bike through solar. It has solar panels. That's... I don't know. Just strange? The more you know, you know? Uh, yeah, apparently Henry knows things about my dad that I don't. Oh, yeah, well, uh, I saw him at Weaver Street yesterday, and we had a oh. chat. Yeah. Oh, okay. About Ron Howard. Yeah. About Ron Howard? <laughs> Go figure. Really? So, anyways, that's all I have about what that. A, what about Ron Howard? It's take too long to explain. Thank you. <laughs> okay. We'd be here for, like, yeah. <laughs> that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh. Any anything y'all want to mention before uh, we get to it? No. <laughs> Chloe. Best not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, without further ado, let's jump into our review of Darren Aronofsky's Mother, and we've got a clip. Let's take a listen. Why don't you want kids? Excuse me. I saw how you reacted earlier. I know what it's like when you're just starting out and you think you have all the time in the world. And, you know, you're not going to be so young forever. Have kids. Then you'll be creating something together. This is all just setting. So, Mother is directed by Darren Aronofsky and stars Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, Ed Harris, and Michelle Pfeiffer. And I just and the Gleason brothers. Oh. Yes, the Gleason brothers. I have it. And Kristen Wiig. What kind of spoiler alert is that? Oh yeah. Well, oh, can someone look up the the plot synopsis? Oh, I'm sorry. This is I'm gonna be spoilery all over the place no, because no, this uh, is uh, just. Uh, 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 <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, brain's kind of ruining. Hang on. No, but first of all. I forgot. Can I forgot to put the plot synopsis on here? Can someone look that yeah, up? Yeah, look it up. Okay, but, to read it? so this is what we should do. I think so. Let's have a, a short, spoiler-free discussion. Okay. All right. And then. And then right right, uh, right after we can have a, a spoiler all spoilers, and I'll put that at the end of the show. So people who are still haven't seen the movie and are planning on it, you can. We'll 
we'll put that at but the end of the show. But they need to know that they shouldn't see it. No, it's amazing. Well, <laughs> the thing is, I mean, how do you have a discussion about this without? Because it's, it's, oh, look, it's the Bible. Yeah. Right? Well, they say that in interviews. Should I do the thing? Yeah. And I mean, there's, okay. I actually read a lot of stuff online even before going to see the film, and it was, and it was just, it was spoilery. But the thing is, it's the Bible who doesn't know the Bible. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, so, but in terms of certain plot points, let's let's what keep plot that. Points? Well, what plot points? I can do do the do the plot mm, stuff. Do okay. <laughs> a couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home, disrupting their tranquil existence. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah. So I mean, in terms of spoilers, in terms of maybe certain imagery or anything, let's <laughs> let's keep that. Until and we'll do a spoiler session <laughs> right after. Right? It's, hard, it's, it's hard not to discuss the. Yeah. It's hard to discuss the film without. Yeah, we'll we'll do a really short. We'll do a really those. short uh, discussion, okay. and then we'll go right after. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I can. I'll start off because I I can already tell the mood in the room is <laughs> largely negative. Mm. All right. So I I didn't think that this was not like one of my most anticipated or anything and I always thought that Dunkirk would be my favorite movie of the year. You're still obsessed with Dunkirk. I am. No, and so and it has been until now, but I absolutely loved Excuse it. Excuse me? I absolutely loved this Are is probably my favorite of the year. You love the Oh my god. And so I I can't even think of I, the word. And so the thing is there's obviously some very divisive reviews with this. Like it's on letterbox you can see like five out of five, or it's a half star. Like, I have never hated a movie more, blah, 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 blah. And, which I completely understand. Like, I think this is one of the few movies out there that, even though I love it... It's even... like a ghost story. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a ghost story all over again. Um, but I can understand, even though I love it, why people hate it. Because it's such a provocative, odd strange movie that it's understandable why people are disliking it and while others aren't so but i thought every performance was fantastic i thought it was just incredibly well directed edited it was just felt like a singular kind of vision and i was immersed the whole time chloe you have a uh, I'll, I'll finish <laughs> and then so the first two acts are you know relatively tame and it is just this very unsettling, unnerving um, mood piece, and then it just kind of completely explodes into something crazy. And cray, cray. Which I feel like I know some people who are saying they love the first two acts, and then it uh, they hated the end. But I actually loved how ridiculous it got, especially since it's really not meant to be literal. A lot of it, I think, and so. I should hope not. Yeah, and so I thought it was incredibly. Great. It was I mean, amazing. No, it's literal. The whole thing is an allegory. It's just the Bible. He yeah. retells the Bible. <laughs> and he retells the Bible with a character, and I still don't know what the hell she is. She's, She's in Mother it's, Earth. It's mother, like Mother Nature. Then that, what, what the hell is she doing there? I mean, it makes no sense. But it's, it's like an allegory for showing how uh, Mother Nature will be at a calm, then it will be absolute chaos then it'll be destroyed then it comes up because again of well mankind. i get i get in, in a sense that she's supposed to be mother nature but then 
how does that because that doesn't fit at all into all the biblical stuff that he was putting in there well, I, I mean it's, it's just, a, just a mishmash she's supposed of, to be like the garden of eden or something well yeah is but she in the house or one I she's get, like a representation of it's the not that i don't understand that she's supposed to be in a sense an allegory from other nature makes sense. i'm just saying what but, they're saying but then if that's the case why is she the one that gives birth to god's son so is she Spoiler then supposed alert. to be a a you know okay I got the mother nature thing up until a certain point and then she gives birth to God's son and then all this other stuff and it just what it's a, it's a it gets gamble. confusing I mean is she supposed to be sort of an ideal like you know an ideal of mercy or peace or humanity or is she supposed to be a more um, I don't know, I don't want to use the term literal figure here. I don't know what would be a, a more appropriate term, but like an embodiment or or, or representation of uh, the Virgin Mary mm-hmm. or what? Is she oh. some sort of composite female uh, figure? Yeah. Mother Mercy, Mother Nature, yeah, she's called Mother. Mother Mary. Yeah. Which is kind of rude in a way. I mean, there's... The characters don't have names. They no. are basically she and him. That's yeah. how it is. No. There's mother, mother, there's him, him there's doctor. Thing. Is it not she? Okay, no, yeah. No. Mother, mother. mother, him, and then... To say that that's that is her only purpose, doctor. his name is him, only one capitalized. Yeah. It's supposed to be like, uh... Uh-huh. It's uh, all very, okay. very subtle and nuanced, as is everything. Okay, well... No, it's, so, that's the problem for I'm me. Is it's not... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make okay. a sarcastic face. Hold your hand up like this when you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, I agree that there's a lot of ideas, but I felt like, I mean, I didn't mind there being multiple. Um, themes and ideas in this. Like, I liked the Bible stuff, but I also liked the idea of all this celebrity hero worship, which is a Apparently separate. That thing. was not intended. Huh, I, I listened to a bunch of interviews, huh, and he said, "No, see, I didn't mean to do that." Huh, I don't see how that. Didn't well, see that sort of in and of itself displays the well. That's yeah. where he really lost me. Is even before going in, I was predisposed not to like the film because I read a few <laughs> interviews with him, and he didn't sound like he had any clue what he was doing with this. He wrote it in five days. He had really, yeah. Hmm. And then the studio gives him thirty mil. Thirty million. Well, because both Black Swan and Noah made a ton of money. Also, yeah, I mean, they're especially with something such that's. For Hollywood standards. He's obsessed with the Bible. Obsessed. But was that movie that my sister made me watch that I hate so much? Noah? No. The first one. Is it called Pie? Pie. Pie. Yeah. Ugh. I'm not crazy about Pie either. Yeah. See, I I haven't really... Everybody sort of goes gaga over his stuff, but I haven't really liked anything of his except except The Wrestler. I didn't even like that. I've loved everything that I've seen of his. Really? I mean, I love Black Swan. I love Noah. And Mm -hmm. I love The Wrestler, too. I think he's just so... Yes, he's highly pretentious. It's the same. That's why I'm saying a ghost story. It's like the same kind of thing. Yeah. Like especially because this sounds kind of more rude, probably than I mean it to. But none of the ideas are even his. He's just jumbling up a bunch of, Mm -hmm. and he's not even disguising them in any kind of way. Well, no, that's. I I think I think he kind of is. Well, that's why I. I mean, the the interview I read with him, I think it was on Collider. He didn't seem like he was fully in control of the story that he was trying to tell. He didn't. He didn't really have any kind of. He, he just had ideas. I want to make allegories about the Bible and Mother Nature. I'm going to yeah. throw all this crap together yeah. 
and it's like Frankenstein's plot I mean, or something. So much, it's just exactly, and it's so not subtle because it's not put, to, it's not sewn together, not in any kind of way. No, so just, well, like, I don't know if it needs to be subtle the, to be effective. Well, well, like I don't think this is a spoiler because it's not the because he said it. He has said that it's okay. a, a biblical allegory and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, but like Ed Harris's big thing where his yeah, rib where was the gone. rib was gone. Come on, and then the wife shows up. This is and ridiculous. I mean it's just like. Yeah, there's no subtlety at all to 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 the the allegories, these 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 symbols that he's putting into this thing, and it's just it's just on the nose, on the nose, on it just but, I mean, batters you with. I mean, for me, I, I didn't really mind that it was not or uh, not subtle because it's I found it to be such a visceral film that I just that it was provocative imagery and I. Was very compelled watching. Which is why you don't need the other stuff. But I, I, I found all the ideas in the movie very interesting, especially with everything with the hero worship and celebrity worship. I loved all Which that. Which was unintended. Which again, yeah, that's unintended. So he doesn't <laughs> even have control over what he's but, portraying in his film. But wouldn't, wouldn't you say that's the case with every film? No. I would say there are plenty of movies where people will read into something and it's it's their own perspective. Possibly, but I think a director always has an idea of what they're doing. Again, oh, sure. you know, I I, I know a, a lot of our listeners harp on me for, for, for sort of sticking on certain things, but go watch The Master. That is taught, and that is supposed to be uh, sort of the, the beginnings of Scientology, right? And Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is, um, what's his face? Not Ed, who's, who's L. Ron Hubbard. And it's fascinating watching the beginning of this, but he's got he's got a very distinct message that he wants to get across. There goes the train. It's the train. <laughs> he's got a very distinct message that he gets he wants to get across. <laughs> and yeah, it could very well be actually. Did you know Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist? Really? What the heck? How are you trying to be in the handmaid's tale and be a Scientologist? Something is immensely wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but um, he had a very clear goal and everything, all of the imagery, you know, the one scene where I'm thinking of, we're walking in Phoenix, the one scene that was sort of a disconnect or disjointed from the rest of the film, where walking in Phoenix is sitting in a room with a bunch of these followers of Philip Seymour Hoffman is picturing all the women nude. That seems sort of out of place, but it goes to show sort of the interior, the, the psyche of this walking Phoenix character. And so that fits, whereas... A lot of the stuff in Mother, if it wasn't smashing you over the head with how, what it was intended to be. Poetic it is. <laughs> I mean, what what were some of these other things? Like a 10, 15 second lingering shot of a fly dying. What was that? I don't and then the scene, you don't remember <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. And then the scene after the, after the murder where the blood gets down into the light uh, socket yeah. uh, and a giant exploding bloody light bulb what yeah. was that meant to be but i mean i think that's just a like a provocative image i don't know if it's yeah but that makes so little sense and when almost... he's basing when the story is so you can't go from like so above ground to so underground we're like this is clearly means this and this clearly means this and you're gonna have random stuff it's very confusing but, i mean for me it, it just that stuff really didn't bother me because i was just i was completely immersed in what Jennifer Lawrence was doing and by her performance. I mean, it was just constantly her moving around, constantly being 
confused. I mean, it's all about confusion. She never knows what's going on. She's always trying to understand, but she can't. And it's, I mean, I just, and whether or not every image means something or if it's maybe could mean two things, it's, I don't see why that's such a big issue. Because if you look at something like, Chloe hates it, but under the skin, there's so much ambiguity, excuse me, um, in that, that you could read in 30 things into every image, but that doesn't mean that it's pretentious or that it's um, a mishmash of ideas that's just being... Well, under the skin is considerably less pretentious than mother because it's not trying to be a biblical allegory. Well, yeah, but I think it's still trying to show some themes that are relatively, I don't know if they're blunt, but. I don't know what. I, I think they're both pretentious. <laughs> well, the, the, the themes, the main themes I got from under the skin were alienation. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah. But a Good one. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't gotta, that wasn't intended. Gotta keep it light. <laughs> uh, but um, <clears throat> and I thought it did a very good job of portraying that. But but mother, it was just so on the nose. And then where it wasn't on the nose, it totally left you in the dark. And that was I gross. yeah, it's well, there's that. Yeah, it's there's that good. as well. I mean, that's something that I found to be. I mean, I, I, mean, I didn't like watching it, but it was very effective and, I, and disturbing. Well, watching, I watched Crimson Peak, which is a horror movie, and it was it's actually considerably less. Much less. Disturbing, grotesque, you know, even with all the slicey, choppy bits at the end. Mm. Still less grotesque and disturbing than Mother. Well, yeah. But I don't know if, I don't know if grotesque should be a criticism necessarily. Well, I mean, the, the, what bothers me about it is, is that everything was, there was some. There were some interesting things in terms of the choices he made in portraying the characters. Uh, like Javier Bardem's character, who is obviously the stand-in for God, is, you know, he lives for the adulation of all these people and he understands that they're going to make mistakes. And that's what, you know, God makes humanity and says, well, they're going to screw up. They're going to have problems, but you know what? I love them the same. And he he lives for their adulation and We'll, we'll get to all of that in a second because there's some major flaws with all of this. But uh, and then and then of course Jennifer Lawrence, who I guess is the mother nature character, seems sort of aloof, detached, totally bewildered and befuddled by humanity. Uh, and oh, that makes sense. I like those choices. And you know, obviously, technically, the film, the performances are spectacular. I really liked the camera work in it. Um, I really liked the the use of lighting in the film. Mm -hmm. I thought that was spectacular. But then, oh my God, it's like on the same level as like Swiss Army Man or a ghost story in that it's... How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it seems like a very puerile, immature understanding of the... And it just sort of... He, Darren Aronofsky ends up buying into all this stuff. Reli organized religion is bad. And wars and everybody goes around killing each other because of organized religion. And so organized religion is bad and terrible, horrible stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not that simple. It's well, not that simple. I don't know if he's trying to say it is. And I, and also, is, well, it, I mean, is, it, is it such an issue for every not every theme or question to be answered? If you look at Prometheus, they don't answer any of these well, no, questions. Unless you're doing that. it, unless you're just doing so heavy-handedly from something that everybody knows quite well, like he's taking on, he should know what he's taking on here. He's Prometheus not pulling is, it out of his own. 
Prometheus is almost doing the same thing with the um, the engineer characters, and that's and even what is inside um, Elizabeth Shaw. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's a little more interesting and subtle in places into a science fiction thing. And are they really? Yeah. Are there are there engineers? supposed to be sort of an allegory for God, or are they actually, was humanity in fact, I mean, that sort of makes you twist your head around. Were, was humanity in fact a screw-up by some, like, bioweapons lab or something like that? We were intended to be some sort of mutation virus thingy, uh, which is what eventually spawns these aliens, and we just, through some sheer accident, we just happen because there's some race of highly intelligent genetic uh genetic masterminds out there voodoo voodoo (laughs) snakes and masks but um i mean it it makes you wonder though i mean was did humanity you know were we a happy accident in terms of evolution or were we a unforeseen consequence of 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 genetic modification (laughs) or uh i mean it makes you wonder but i mean this is just this is just straight up taking the bible and bam here's the bible and then we'll throw a mother earth as well because hey the bible and mother i mean it just first of all what where did where did that (laughs) come from i mean i appreciate that he cares i care about the environment very much i also wouldn't make this movie you know, if you care about the environment that, that much, there, there's a film you out there. You can donate the 30 mil. Well, I, I heard that there's <laughs> a film. DiCaprio. <laughs> there's a film out there. It's called Inconvenient Truth. Yeah. Right? And the sequel. Yes, yeah. there's but also well, a sequel so, now. His movie, Noah, has... I don't know why there's as much... I mean, I can see why there's environmental stuff about this, but actually Noah's way more interesting in terms of environmental commentary which this, that's the other thing i don't get is he takes an actual biblical story and turns it into a film about environmental degradation yeah he's he's an atheist and he wanted to take uh, the story of Noah, which he loved but do it his own version and make a fantasy film about yeah very strange which i loved <laughs> and then because i, mean, but, I don't, I don't takes... want to see the exact story of Noah. i want to see an alternate version which he did i like then... the veggie tales jonah that's an alternate version because we're all vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've ha- you heard it here first. <laughs> well, well, so he takes a biblical story and turns it into this environmental tale, uh, parable, fable. And then Mother, which I don't, I mean, what is it even? Is it a biblical allegory? Is it a tale about... Mother Nature, and you just have biblical figures in it. It's all of it. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, and that's why I like it. It's a lot of things. It's not just saying this is one thing. It's a lot of different things. You know. I'm between both of you. I don't think it has to be. I think it's interesting to take different parts of different stories, blah, blah, and put them together. I think it has to be put together well. Yeah, I don't think you put them together well. And, and I, like, what really... I like, like you said, I think it was filmed very well and all that stuff and you're always with her and everything like that but still i mean what bothers me is just the very there's a bunch of random crap yeah which i which i yeah which i liked i mean the thing is like whether if not whether or not if there were any themes at all being discussed i was completely immersed in what was going on and i was like 
incredibly affected by all the visceral imagery, especially towards the end. I think he's just too much in his own head. Yeah. Yeah. And but whether or not it it means something or it doesn't, I was just so affected by all of the imagery and all the well the uh, dynamics between the characters that I was the first the first half the first two thirds of the film they may they they're very blunt but they work as a biblical allegory and then the the end of the film I get what he was trying to say I mean there's no there's no question what he was trying to do yeah. there <laughs> it's it's kind of you know a blind person could see what he was doing there right but sorry it's okay uh, does pain magic kick in <laughs> but um I've just never heard anyone use that expression before no no really? it's not very nice <laughs> microaggressions um but the end of the film it just strikes me as 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 again very underdeveloped notions of all of these things that he's attempting to portray uh, specifically organized i mean i think specifically organized religion which is what he was sort of alluding to there um the hero worship celebrity worship thing that's that's fascinating I think that's fascinating that, that there is that, that, that aspect to it as well. But, I mean, that's... If you think about it, isn't that just what religion is? In a way, but I mean... On I, a different I, level. Yeah, but also I think it was just talking almost strictly as a, just a celebrity or an artist. Mm-hmm. What people... The lengths people will go to be connected to celebrities, you know? Like me. Yeah, <laughs> like us. I mean... The, People I have showing up just at my kidding, door. It just happens. Um, like, you know, someone in the media, like, I don't know, like Lady Gaga or, I don't know, just various people, the links that people would go to be with them, quote unquote, you know, and I think that's what they communicate a lot in Mother. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, they go to extremes to show it, but I found yeah. that very interesting. See, you know, that, that, that's an interesting take. That would work if that was what the film was about. I mean, that's a very fascinating, using a biblical allegory to talk about. Uh, sort of modern uh, modern strains of, of hero and celebrity worship mm-hmm. that would be fascinating but the fact that he that all of that was unintended yeah I don't know because yeah where so, where I'm trying to say it doesn't matter because it's a good movie but like yeah, when I, you're talking about it on this level the intention is arguably more important than the movie itself I think like you know what I mean? To some extent, I mean it, it's well. I mean it just it just it just feeds into to what I the impression that I got after reading the article in that he was never fully in control of the film that he was making. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He just had a mishmash of ideas and he just sort of threw them together, and a lot of those ideas, as I said, I, I got the impression that they were very uh, underdeveloped in terms of their their maturity and also in terms of of the implementation within the film, and so. Um, particularly again all the stuff at the beginning of the film works it's again blunt but it works as sort of the allegory and I think it's you know okay maybe would have been more interesting as say a stage play than a film um, but then the end where it's just it's just it's just a grinding slog through through all of the worst aspects of humanity organized religion 
Um, and I mean, that's the stuff that I found most disturbing and, well, I mean, effective in that way. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing. Because I, I haven't really seen yeah, something like that before. Maybe roll my eyes. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. Is it maybe, I mean, on a visceral level, okay. But that's my problem is it shouldn't have to hit you on a yeah. visceral level. It's, like, it's interesting we chose Crimson Peak with But this he's a visceral because... filmmaker, though. Well, what, what bothers style. me, what bothers me is, is, is when I was, when I had the teaching assistantship and I would walk through campus, I was down University of Georgia and I would walk through campus and every year there, there was a, an anti-abortion group that came and what they would do is they had this massive, I'm talking this thing was 20 feet tall per side, three, four sides to it. It was just this big stand that they would set in the middle of the commons. And it had pictures of aborted fetuses. Oh, I've had, well, yeah, we had something like right? that at UNCG. I just think that's disgusting. Like, it's it's kind of like these smoking, I think the smoking ads that they're doing now are much more interesting, where it's got the little guy who's supposed to be a cigarette, and he's always dragging the, the teenager <laughs> out. Like, that's clever. That's interesting. I think that's good. The ads where it's where they Brady show likes nuance. That's yeah, nuance, subtlety. Be clever about it. Don't, Which to me don't is the difference just... between Crimson Peak and this movie. I think it was a good choice for comparison. Mm -hmm. There you go. I know it's just by coincidence that I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of is like this, but it's actually it's very similar. So. Very similar, but with a lot, a lot more subtle. It just trusts the audience more. That yeah. might be the root of it. Yeah. Don't treat your audience like they're stupid. Don't treat your audience like morons. I don't, I don't know if it's as you don't need to as... yell in my face. I don't know if it's as subtle say. as you say, Crimson Peak. I mean, I absolutely love Crimson Peak, but I don't know if it's as. I think the themes. I don't are think it's. I mean, it's it's the like apples. Are... It's apples and oranges. The themes though. are under, under the surface. I think yeah. for sure. Um, because I mean, Mother's trying to be a cerebral film, but goes for the visceral. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, it's but... trying to portray. It's trying to to come across as some sort of piece of high art mm -hmm. but all it does is go for these very visceral but the thing is that's like most art doesn't have to be visceral or provocative but that's one of the reasons that makes art interesting is that I, it can be varied yeah i mean the exorcist didn't have to go to the links to show a baby being possessed but it is and it's visceral to watch mm -hmm. and it's provocative to watch it didn't have to but if and if it had it then we probably wouldn't still be talking about it today yeah you know or something like Saving Private Ryan, that doesn't have to be visceral. We can show no. a very tame version of D-Day, but no, it's not. And that's the same thing with this. They don't have to well, show everything at the end that's insane and brutal and grotesque, but they do to uh, uh, provoke the audience for better or worse. That's, uh, that's one thing I'll say is Saving Private Ryan is, I mean, that's, that's a depiction of war. War <laughs> is by nature visceral. I don't, I don't know that Spielberg was trying to go so through nature, some sort though. of... Well... Nature is visceral, but then what's with all the biblical allegory stuff? He wanted to have that in there. <laughs> <laughs> He's not perfect. Why? <laughs> I don't, you know, and I mean, if, if, you, interesting. if you buy into the notion of the Bible as not necessarily uh, literal, doc, a literal uh, recounting of historical fact, but as a more of a uh, parable or a moral, a tale of morality, um, and sort of rules to live by and that kind of thing, then, then, then that's all allegory and it should be, it requires a more clever, nuanced mind to understand that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And so the Bible in that sense is not a visceral document, mm -hmm. but 
then sort of treat it like that. And I, I think, I mean, setting all that aside, I think his, again, his, his portrayals of humanity and organized religion and are so, again, it's, it's like petulant 15 year olds understanding of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, organized religion's bad. And I'm never going to go to church again because it's terrible. And I'm not, I'm not a church goer. I'm not, you know, I don't, I, I'm not a, a big organized religion person, but that being said, uh, I understand that organized religion, there's a lot of bad stuff that has come out of it. Yes. But I think there's also a lot of good things that come out of organized yeah. religion. It's, it's, it's complex. Mm-hmm. Complexity. Um, <laughs> but, uh, just, it just, uh, the, that final 20, 30 minutes of the film, it just I just got so depressed watching it because it's just so, there's no hope. I think that's the point. Nature is fucked. Well, then what's the well, point not of the even, movie? Not even that, but it's just humanity is awful. I mean, you see... I can't watch stuff like that because what's the point of doing so? Look at the world now. It's screwed. That's not why we watch movies, though. I well, I would like to think that the there's news. some hope. We at least, yes, okay. Me too. Oh, there's some hope. That's you why, see, change. Green Knight Romantics. You, on the other hand, who knows? Change. Well, the thing is, change on these issues is generational. It takes a lot of time, but but we're moving in that direction. Yeah. We at least recognize that there are environmental problems now. I know. We're not going to fix depressing. them. Some of us. Some it's a hopeless, do. depressing movie where everything is run by an egomaniac who's willing to put everyone through the same crap yes. forever. Look. Look what's happening right now. Donald Trump. Exactly what he's doing. He doesn't believe He's going believe Donald him. Trump gun. <laughs> <Okay>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, let's... We'll he's Chloe the golden toupee. Yeah. Well, Chloe, do you have... Negative seven uh, other stars. <laughs> <I'll, I'll, laughs> <laughs> wow. Actually, actually, we have a, a listener question about our star ratings, which we've done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and I, one thing I also found interesting, and people have called it misogynistic, which I disagree with. Because, um... I'm trying to hold my tongue. Because I haven't fully decided, but... Because this is the thing. Okay, so, for example, if you're going to show the breakdown... So, I mean, if... To show a, an interesting character arc, it doesn't always have to be character going up. You know, it can be a character being broken down. Yeah. And that's what I find interesting. And then, of course, if you're going to show that, there's probably going to be some type of violence or... Uh, brutality, and so, for example, if, like, in Mad Men, you can't call the show sexist for portraying sexism in the no. the series, you know, and yeah. it's the same here. I mean, of course, you can talk about his him going to extreme lengths to show it, but I really liked how it showed her breakdown yeah. emotionally and physically, mm-hmm. and... So I, I don't think it's misogynistic. Well, I don't think the portrayal of her necessarily is misogynistic. I think perhaps Michelle. the Michelle Pfeiffer Michelle. character was... I mean, th- I think the portrayal of her was a bit misogynistic. Mm. Based on the on the Bible. The Bible well, it's, it's Eve, and she comes in, and she's got alcoholic lemonade. And she's running upstairs into into God's room. And when, when Mother Nature said, don't go there. Spoiler! That's like yeah. 30 minutes into the film, yeah. I was at a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but she's just, she's just an awful character. And it's, it's, it's like every stereotype of, of women. Oh, they're, they're, they're being and bitchy. And mm-hmm. they, they don't do what they're told. And they're, you know. Uh, it's kind of okay. similar to Crimson Peak, the 
two women in that movie are like the two women in this movie. Kind of sense now that you think about it. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, at least in terms of... I didn't have as much an, of an issue with the Michelle Pfeiffer, at least. I mean, I didn't really think about that much, but I do like how they portray Jennifer Lawrence's I like, uh, arc. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I like uh, what she does with the house. It looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> I like the house. I do. I like the, the house, house is colors. Great. It's yeah. pretty. Yeah. And what was, okay, that's another one. She goes down to the basement at one point, chips away, pulls away the wall. Well, huh? That's pretty. Pulls away the wall, big oil tanks, frog comes hopping out. Toad, frog. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. So <laughs> I can't, I can't differentiate be, I between the two. I think it was two. a toad. We'll never know. You think it was a toad? Mm-hmm. I see. Was that supposed to be the plague of toads? Like I don't what know was what that is. What was that? Why was there a toad that came hopping out? To scare her. I don't know. I don't no, know. It, I don't this know. isn't the type of film that it's just sort of like But that's like only it's only like five seconds of the, of the film. Well again also, you Henry know Henry just says, Oh no, it's okay, it's like But it's it on I mean it, but it, it, for, I don't it, even it, remember the fly. No, but like, what fly? <laughs> <laughs> well, where's the stupid fly? No. Um, but, like, stuff like this, it, it's so short that it's sure you could... I would say, oh, you shouldn't have had that in there if you don't have a clear reason, but it's, like, five, ten seconds of the two-hour film? Yeah, of $30 million of people's time, of... You could keep going. You can, you can measure it in a lot of different ways that make it... You can't right, well, dismiss it like that. All right, let's not focus on the toad. <laughs> so, um... But, oh, Brain, what were you going on after the, was that the whole... No, I mean, that was, that was basically, what was, what was the point Brain's of the Brain's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is a review. challenge to our... That's basically his review of the movie. What was the point of the Toad? Toad, colon, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that's the review, <laughs> you know. I mean, that's a challenge to our listeners, is if they can figure out some of these bits of Mother, though, like the dying fly, what was that about? What was the toad? <laughs> what was light the exploding bulb. bloody light bulb? These what was things. that weird thing in the toilet at the beginning of the film? I think that's almost, I mean, it's just kind of like a visceral image. I mean, you could say it's a lot of things. I mean, she pokes it with the plunger and it explodes in blood and goes down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's more, for one thing, it's meant to be yeah. provocative, but it's also just, you could read a lot of things into I don't it. Think th I don't think things should be meant to be provocative. Why? I think if they... That's art. A lot, of, a lot of art. It's, I think, like we perceive as provocative. I think if the intention is to make something that is provocative, you're doing something without enough care. Yeah, the I agree with intention. you. I agree with you. That's, I mean, that's Which a whole discussion yeah. on the philosophy of art. But frankly, I don't think it should be provocative simply to be for provocative. If you are being provocative in order to push a certain idea or to challenge an it, agenda. Or something along I those lines. if you're pushing an idea or an agenda, then it might become provocative is a better way to phrase it. Perhaps, I don't yeah. think it should ever be the, the intention. Be intended to be provocative. you're wasting everybody's time with your narcissism. Yeah. It's, you know, look what I can do just to annoy people. Does anyone think Aronofsky looks like Christian Bale? Yes! Does I was he? thinking that the whole time I was watching the interviews, I said, who is this little sad Christian Bale? Yeah. Yeah. Well, part of me wonders to what extent he made the film just so he could cast Jennifer Lawrence so that he her. could yeah exactly yeah, ask her. her out on a date mm -hmm. he was married to Rachel Weisz you know who you know in my opinion 
married up to Danny Craig. Danny. But, Good old Danny. Yeah, Aronofsky's a weird dude. He seems weird. Well, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence said... She's a um, weird lass. She mm. said that um, after she read the script, she called him and said that you have major mental problems. <laughs> so, well, he probably does. And then she decided to make it anyway well, and then date him. So. Uh, although yeah. she said she agreed before she even read the script. So Really? She's and like, oh, she, God. Oh, she God. read it and threw it against the wall, she said. Really? Yeah, she said she wanted it out of her house, but obviously she did it anyway. And she also had the Kardashian tent, which I think everyone heard about. The what? Kardashian tent. Oh, I'm so happy to. You haven't heard of it either. She had a tent on site because she said she had to get more into this than anything else. And usually she's good at snapping out of things, but this was hard and blah blah blah. Right? The anchor struggle. So she had a Kardashian tent to go to, where she had pictures of the Kardashians up, little quotes that she made up from from them to her. And she had it playing, like, on a loop and stuff. What? But she never... It was mostly for one scene. The scene. The scene. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Okay. It was mostly for that scene. But she didn't get to use it because she... she, uh, I can't remember the actual term. She, like, blew her diaphragm, whatever you do to it. So she had to oh, yeah. a medic I she, tent. I heard she did that. Instead of the Kardashian tent. It's too bad. Man, oh, man. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's a challenging role, so... Yeah. Yeah, Challenging I mean, to I, watch as well. Yeah, it's, it's Challenging difficult Challenging role watch. for the viewer. I mean, it's I mean, challenging it for is, everybody. But... I mean, it is challenging to watch, so. Yeah. It's not an easy I mean, one, I, for sure. I applaud, I applaud everybody involved for doing this, and I particularly applaud Paramount, you know, a big bunch yeah. of studio, for mm-hmm. following through and then actually putting out a statement saying, you may not like the film, but film is still, to some extent, art form. Mm-hmm. We can do this. We did it. You hate it. We don't care. Mm-hmm. So I mean, big ups to them. Yeah. Hopefully, it will it will sh- sort of shift the paradigm, and studios will start looking at at at, right. at more artistic pictures mm-hmm. and making those. Which you know, you get a you get one every now and again, but they are few and far between, or much 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 more rare than they used to be. Mm-hmm. And so, hopefully, you know, Paramount's statement on this will sort of yeah. shift the paradigm. I wish it were an actually good film right but we'll take what we can get but it has to start somewhere <laughs> yep all right well I, I mean i don't really have any spoiler stuff s- stuff to say now that i think we and we kind of talked about we danced around it yeah um but i mean i got one spoilery thing <laughs> that i want to cover all right well we can and so here's your spoiler warning oh, 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 wait let's let's <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's give um, star ratings, then we'll do okay. a very brief. Negative uh, seven. Really? Yeah. Rated? One and a half. All right, it's a heavy six for me. So it's. We only go to five. I, yeah. oh, she she gave something. <laughs> this is seven. where the star rating comes <laughs> she, in. It's, it's she all gave moot if she's giving a negative sevens. You're giving it. I sixes. did give seventy out of four ones. Yeah, seventy. Yeah. So all right. So heavy, heavy five would be a six. Okay. So, all right. Well, uh, stay tuned for the short spoiler discussion at the end of the show. Okay, so let's uh, move on to our review of Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak. And let, we've got a clip, so let's take a listen. Lucille, stop it. Do we have to do this? Must we? Yes. You have no idea what they do. 
I would be taken from here. Locked away. You would be hanged. We stay together. Never apart. You couldn't leave me. You wouldn't. I can't. I can't. I know. Okay, so... Uh, Crimson Peak was released in 2015 and is directed by Guillermo del Toro and stars Mia Wasikowska, Jessica Chastain, Tom Hiddleston, and Charlie Hunnam, and Chloe's, uh, Chloe. Chloe. <laughs> Chloe's got the plot synopsis. Okay. In the aftermath of a family tragedy, an aspiring author is torn between love for her childhood friend and the temptation of a mysterious outsider. Trying to escape the ghosts of her past, she is swept away to a house that breathes, plays, and remembers. Hmm. Alright, well, Brayden, you are the the uh, only one who hadn't seen this previously. Oh, dang. You know? And so, you what it? did you think of it? I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, it's not, I don't <laughs> think it's, I don't think it's one of Guillermo del Toro's best films. But, I mean, all of his films that I've seen, granted I haven't seen all of them, but, but, the several that I have seen, uh, I've enjoyed. He makes he makes enjoyable films. They're very I interesting. Mean, yeah, I mean he well, does well constructed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean they're beautiful. The visuals are always stunning. Well, I mean they built the house uh, from scratch for this. Yeah. Movie. Really. Yeah. And wow. every single thing inside it. Not one thing was found. Everything was built wow. for it. Yeah. That's amazing. Because yeah. the house is such an important character in a way you know? to the film. And, it bleeds and something remembers. You yeah, know? <laughs> this is true. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I really, I I enjoyed it, which is a strange thing to say about sort of a weird right. gothic horror filmy type thing. But it's, it was beautiful to watch. It was an intriguing story, and the characters are great. And I love I love all the actors. They're mm -hmm. all spectacular. See, I hate Mia Wasikowska. Really, I, and I she like infiltrates all my favorite things. I like She's in all of my favorite things. I can't stand her. Huh. Oh, it's so annoying. Like um, Jane Eyre. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so we still haven't seen The Shape of Water yet. That's supposed to be amazing, but this is probably my favorite. You just won a very Del prestigious Toro. European award. Yeah. For that as well. But so. this is my probably my favorite. Del Mine Toro. too. Then probably Panther Labyrinth, uh, Pacific Rim. I'm not crazy about the Hellboy movies, so those would be at the bottom. Really? I actually quite... The Hellboy, the first one was kind of... Okay. I actually quite liked the second one. Mm. I mean, there's parts of them I like, just not overall. I mean, so. you know, you want allegories, subtle allegories about environmental degradation. Second Hellboy. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but, uh... I mean, it was, it's, uh, I really quite enjoyed Crimson Peak. I like watching all the films. They're fun to watch. Mm -hmm. They are. Oh, that's so good. I mean, so yeah, many I mean, little, oh, he pays so much attention to everything. His movies are like little Fabergé eggs. There's yeah, so much detail. There's so much detail. <laughs> all the detail. I love it. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I do love this film. And I, we should say, I mean, for both Crimson Peak and Mother, um, if you're don't go in expecting a typical horror film, you know I mean Mother's more of a mood piece, mm -hmm. and then this is kind of the same. I mean there are a few jump scares here uh, and there. Mother but it, is gory. Yeah, and yeah. so it's 
it's a mood piece and it's also has very grotesque, but Crimson Peak is much more of a just a mood piece. Well, that's that's the thing that got me is yeah. I mean even the hacky slashy stuff in the finale was not nearly as gory as mm-hmm. the more mild stuff in Mother. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of the point of the movie. It's one of the ideas of the movie is like you have this dreamt up world, right? But the yeah. real problems are very just grounded and normal and. Mm-hmm. Not as complex as you think. Yeah. You know? And like, she even says in it, see, Guillermo trusts the viewer. He says, well, yeah. they can figure this out. She says, her, because Mia Wazikowska isn't, wants to, well, she's an author, and she wants to have a book published, and she says, well, it's a ghost story, but it's not really about the ghost. The ghosts are a metaphor for the past. Mm-hmm. Subtle. It is subtle, because you don't know mm. what's going on yet. More subtle than... Mm. Yeah. And, and like, he has... Like, um, Tom Hiddleston quotes Jane Eyre a bunch, so you know mm. he's fronting and faking before. That's clever, because no one says, well, he's quoting a book. Or they might, but not till way later. Yeah. Anyway, you um, know what I mean. My, if I had to say one thing about the movie that I didn't like, is I think, actually, like two small things. I think the love story between Hiddleston and Mia Wasikowska at the beginning is kind of rushed. It seems yeah. like in the, the... They were in a rush. Yes. Tom had to get it done. You're right. Get but... in there with that <laughs> No, but the thing is, like, in terms of the pacing, it's like they meet maybe 10 minutes in, and then 25, 30 minutes in, she's, like, running after him. She needs, you know, and they escape together. And it's that's just is a little rush for me. Yeah. Um, so, well, that's that's a strange thing. That, it's is, okay. is I didn't quite understand the chronology between when her father is murdered and then when she winds up chasing after I think that's like, it's like right after it. Yeah. And there's no, there's no, she doesn't hear about it, there's no real mourning period. And that yeah. kind of thing. So, I mean, the chronology's a bit rushed there, but I mean, I understand that the whole, the whole point of the film is, is Mia Wasikowski being led into this, this, this trap by Jessica Chastain and Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. And her unearthing, uncovering this trap and then trying to figure out how to, do, how to cope with this and the fallout from it. So I, I understand that all the antecedent, all the prelude to that was sort of rushed. I wish it hadn't been, but I, again... What can you do? Because, well, I mean, it's it's supposed to be a very fantastical story. It's not yeah. meant to be... I mean, as as most of Guillermo del Toro's films are, it's it's meant more as a fairy tale mm-hmm. um, than as any kind of uh, serious character piece, character study... Yeah. Uh, retelling of a historical, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. so you have to you have to make exceptions here and there for also, certain things. Yeah. And, also, and, I think we're supposed to know more than she is. Like, if yeah. not, then we would have been with her the whole time. But we went back with Charlie Hunnam figuring stuff right. out, the right. dad figures stuff out. So I think we were supposed to be more um, resistant to Tom Hiddleston than right. she was. Yeah. Which might be another reason. Yeah. Uh, and then one, I mean, my favorite thing is just visually, it's incredible. Oh, it's And when we were just talking about that, but the, the house is amazing. Just all the colors, and it's yeah. very detailed, and yeah, it's... And then any of the scenes out in the snow are yeah. amazing. Like at the very beginning, and then it, towards and the, very the very end, end. with yeah. the, the red clay. The and, climax, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's absolutely, his visuals are always stunning. Yeah. Um, and he backs it up with substance. Dream. 
And I mean, yeah, everyone in the movie is great. I mean, Charlie Hunnam doesn't have that much to do. He's, he's good. He, he, oh yeah, he's fine in it, but yeah, he doesn't, his character is very little. Yeah, I feel kind of sorry for him. He's there, and then he's a snubbed lover. Hmm. I don't mean, this is a guy who's very handsome and a doctor, <laughs> right? And he's got his own practice, and then she's like, "No, I'm gonna go chasing after the the the, the, the weird British guy." <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> uh, right there, Braden, you know? But, uh... Well, it is a play on that kind of thing. Like, well, it's, in, it's a, a very lot sort of, of Victorian... stories... Yeah, but... It, and they also bring it kind of modern. Like, in a lot of stories, there's the, there's the quote-unquote perfect guy who she's supposed to be with, but then the... They want the, <laughs> the, the damage. But then they usually end up with the outcast. So this was kind of like, hold your horses, let's... Yeah. Charlie, back off. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's there, and you just oh, she's got she's got actual you know good legitimate suitors, but she wants to chase. Well, she also doesn't know. No, she doesn't. He needs to, you know, what he does. Obviously, get stabbed in the armpit for her. Tom Hiddleston is very obviously. I mean, if if he's he's his character is is very much sort of a scoundrel rake. But with more complexity. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that, that I like about it, is his character is not... He doesn't just immediately fall into, No, ha, ha, I've got the girl now. <laughs> yeah. I wish they had done that. Yeah. <laughs> <Same well. laughs> sort of a snidely whiplash. He's got his little wax yeah. mustachios at his top. Up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it turns out he's, he's a more conflicted, complex character. Um I really like Jessica Chastain's character. Yeah. I won't go too much into her, but she's whoa, she's my creepy. favorite part. She or she's so my favorite good. performance. She's he, she's you know, awesome. He, well, she's, Guillermo del Toro wanted her to play what's her name? Edna or whatever. Edith. Edith. <laughs> <laughs> she said, No, I want to play the evil evil yeah. spider lady. Uh-huh. I remember, I remember yeah. that, yeah. Which I'm yes. She yeah. did such a good I job. love I love Jessica. I mean after seeing her in I love her in everything. 30, yeah. She's so awesome. Yeah. She's so awesome. And she's great in the help, too. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She's good in everything. She's great. Yeah. She's great. She's just awesome. Great. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's and she's so good in it. And, I mean, it's such a it's such a fun film to watch because mm-hmm. you're watching the story unfold. Yeah, because you really don't know. Mm-hmm. Or at least I didn't know. Well, what, what I like is, is the whole time you're kind of going, I, I think he does a fairly good job of keeping on the fence about Tom Hiddleston as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, is he really because creepy bad, or is Tom, he good? Or, Tom you know? Hiddleston's on the fence about Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. He doesn't even know what he's doing. No. You know? He's clueless. He's clueless. He's, he's, <laughs> he's all over the place. But, I mean, it, it keeps you guessing. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Yeah. What's, does he have any ulterior motives of his yeah. own? Or is he completely under the thumb of his sister? Which or, is you another know. another reason the ghost element is so good, because you don't know how much it, like, why are they there? And then you're like, oh, I like it. They're just there. Well, that's uh, I really like the ghosts too because they're yeah. sort of phantasmagorical. It's not just like guy in a sheet. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, oh gosh. Careful there. I'll, I'll edit that out. <laughs> it's not just. Um, it's not zombies. You know, dead rotting bodies walking around. They're sort of. Uh, they look they're creepy hollow. and grotesque, but they're they're phantasms. Yeah. They're specters. I, like the, I do like the look of the red. Ghost yeah, kind of crawling well, a big, on the floor. That was awesome. Yeah, a big element of the film is like looks can be deceiving. Mm. You know, because, because the, the ghosts, ghosts are trying to help her. The ghosts are there trying to help her. You know? the, the, the spirits are the memories of, of the dead. Yeah. So they're not 
they don't harbor any ill will. Nope. When uh, one image, uh, or, or at scene, least not towards me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I really sorry. like visually is the. I think I guess it's a dream sequence where it's you see the. I guess it's a wheat field, and you see the um, the red ghost like point like she's like standing in the distance, and mm-hmm. then she kind of points, and it's just really. I'll use again visceral image, um, image, but it, it looks amazing, and just even like little stuff like that is. Great. We should have Pee Wee's Playhouse word of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Visceral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine Pee Wee meets Crimson Peak? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be terrible. I still haven't seen Pee Wee's film. The big holiday one? No, it was no, a, the new one. The new one on Netflix. It's terrible. Was it? It was terrible. Oh, now I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> First one is amazing. Oh, yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is spectacular. Yeah. I love that. Great film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Chloe, uh, Benny, what's, what's some other stuff? You you go goo goo gaga for this movie, right? I love it. <laughs> I think it's also pretty feminist. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and again, it's kind of like... Uh, like she makes mistakes, but she's a good person. And she fixes her mistakes. Like if Charlie Hunnam had carried her out in the last bit, I'd be like, not feminist. They're leaning on each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, what about the Jessica Chastain character, though? Uh, she's still in charge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm that's true. She I'm is, but I mean, it's the same time. Well, it, remember, she's that like, equality, not all women are good because that's just yeah, not that's true. true. There's, you know, but they are full round characters, which is more important. And they all have issues well, and hopes and dreams. dreams. Just wasn't sure with the portrayal of her as being sort of backstabbing, poison, seductress, right. you know, and so I didn't know well, if that not... was a little too... I don't know. I don't think so. I, uh, mean... But, I mean, I do like, in terms of Mia Wesikowska and Jessica Chastain are both, or not Jessica Chastain, Jennifer Lawrence, the characters are quite similar in showing yes, the kind of breakdown pure. of pure and then being broken down or in second-guessing yeah. everything. And... Well, that's, I mean, uh, the, again, the Je- Jennifer Lawrence and Mother, I thought her portrayal was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Because she somehow just f- so perfectly sort of embodies or portrays this this notion of like fecundity, seductiveness, and vulnerability, uh, ch- chastity, vulnerability. I mean, all these things wound up, and I mean, she does just such a spectacular job. The performances, I loved Javier Bardem as well. Oh, he's great, yeah. Yeah. It did so. make Jennifer Lawrence grow on me because she really gets so on my nerves. Nice. See? She's really annoying, usually. She plays the same person over and over again. I that's completely she's disagree. Uh, we're never going to settle this. But... I know, because I had the exact same conversation with Kira the other day. Chloe's friend, FYI, for the listeners who don't know, then had a conversation. Uh, we've talked about this a few times, so we won't go into it. Well, I thought she was good in this. I, really, I mean, what really turned me on to her, I think, was probably American Hustle. Yeah. Oh, fuck so, it. Uh, all right, well, let's get back to Crimson Peak. Whatever. Before we go down the rabbit hole here. Um, if Jennifer Lawrence played Mio Wodkowska's role, probably would have thought it was a better movie. But there we are. Go figure. Go figure. Yeah. Um, I just think she's boring. She reminds me, like, how everyone feels about, um, shoot, what's her name? Kristen, whatever. Stewart. Is how what? I feel about. Huh. Well, see, that's the thing is, is I, for, for me, Washkowski, I'd have to say, go watch Stoker. 
Oh, yeah, I've seen Stoker. Have you? I hate it. Really? It's based on my favorite Hitchcock movie, and it sucks. Oh, that's too bad. I it has Nicole Kidman, and if have it had Nicole Kidman and I don't like it, that means it's terrible. Have you and seen uh, Tracks with Mia, Mia Wasikowska? Yep. That one, do you know that dog scene I'm talking about? Yep. That was brutal. She's good in that, though. Brutal. Tracks? It's, yeah, it's this movie it's about It's basically the, uh, that Reese Witherspoon movie, except less popular. It's this Australian... Oh, the, uh, the, the... Yeah. Into the Wild. Into the Wild. No, yeah, not Into the Wild. No, that is the, or, uh, that is the other, other one. Wild, one. Just wild. wild. Wild, yeah, it's just wild. But it's an Australian, it's a true story about this Australian woman who walks, I guess it's a thousand yeah. miles across the desert. And, hmm. But anyway, anyways. With what's his name, too? Hate that guy. Adam Driver. Huh. Um, Adam Driver's an Australian film? Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's in that Snickers commercial. Is he? Yeah, you you don't remember the whole Super Bowl Snickers commercial? I didn't really see. I didn't really watch commercials. Uh, I used to love commercials, and I'd rate them. I had a notebook, hmm. and I'd rate the commercials one to ten. Obviously, my ratings have really changed, was, but yeah, he was in a Super Bowl commercial for Snickers that actually got a lot of buzz around. Was it. he as Kylo Ren? No. He was a cowboy, and they were they were supposed to be doing a, a Snickers commercial, but then the set starts falling apart, and everybody keeps doing miscues, and it was supposed to be a live commercial during the Super Bowl. I think it actually was live. But it was meant to mess up. It was meant to mess up. That's cute. I like but it. But it looked like they were messing up. I mean, but they were meant we should to mess go back up. to live TV, yeah. like Paul yeah. Newman. Yeah. You don't like laugh tracks? No. No? No, like live dramas and stuff. Yeah. Those were um, me. I mean, I've never obviously seen one actually live because yeah. I'm not 2,500 well, years old, but still. But uh, Crimson Peak. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, massive digression um, there. Uh, from Crimson Peak to Jennifer Lawrence to, yeah, I mean, to but, femininity in films and yeah. I mean, I, I just find it to be, like you were saying, very entertaining, very unsettling at times. and Beauteous. Yeah. So. Good plot. I like a good dialogue. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I like uh, it as well. But, yeah. That's uh, the first time maybe we've all liked something. <laughs> Dear Lord. Uh, uh, Alright, well, any other stuff about Crimson Peak? You should, mm-hmm. you should check it out if you haven't seen it. You, you know, definitely should. It's worth watching, yeah. You know, it's not like the scariest movie of all time, but it's a really interesting horror movie. No, it's not scary, which is kind of a good thing. Yeah. Like, I watched it being, because I, I went to see it in theaters with my mom, and she's more of a wuss than I am. Mm-hmm. And she was not looking forward to it. But it's more of a thriller, kind of. Like yeah, a, a gothic like, thriller. Yeah, it's a gothic thriller, it's psychological. Just, yeah. yeah. All right, well, uh, what's the star ratings? Be five for me. It's my favorite. Am I, am I stuck between one and five? Yeah. Okay, five. <laughs> what would it be uh, in your head? Mm, like 27 out of... 16. Nice. Nice. Um, Stars. I'll probably <laughs> like go... Like the gold shiny ones. Yeah. They got five points. Up in the sky. Yeah, like floating around. Um, I'd have to give it a three and a half, which I know seems harsh after I've been gushing about it. Mm. Um, I do think it's a spectacular film. You're very it's discerning. Great. It's great fun. Well, no, it's not that I... I mean, it's just... It's, it's intended to be sort of fun fluff. 
it's really well made. It's a beautiful film, and I think people should go watch it. It's really spectacular. So I wish I'd seen it on a big screen. I watched it on like a mm-hmm. theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd seen it in the Sound theater. Sound too. Yeah. But it's 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 like a lot of Guillermo del Toro's other films. It's just sort of right light, meaningless fluff. You watch it, you enjoy it, and you go, well, that it's was fun to deep. watch. It kind of reminds me of, this might be a little much, but it kind of reminds me of, like, Shakespeare, right? Mm. Like, it's light and yeah. funny and everything, but it's got a lot of heart and a lot of, theme. And, yeah, there's yeah. more backbone to it than, yeah. than, than, than on the surface. Yeah. Mm. Um, I can I can see that. I can understand that. I, uh, I don't know. Anyhow, yeah. I, I still... Three and a half is all right. Yeah, three and a half. I'm going to stick with three and a half. Cool. So I don't think it's his his, his absolute best piece of I, you know for me Pan's Labyrinth still, uh, but I mean it's it's a really well beautiful well crafted uh, piece of entertainment mm-hmm. like Hellboy two and the Golden Army and uh, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it for the movie talk. Or our movie review talk. We still got plenty of movies to talk about. So let's move on to a little bit of news. Got a couple new trailers. Uh, first off is Pixar's new film, which is a yes. quote unquote original movie. Um, is it not? It basically looks like the Book of Life. Yeah. It does, but I yeah, like that too. Film. I love um, the Book of Life. But um, yeah, the trailer was released a couple days ago, and I mean, what would you say this movie's about? Like a kid Tis with a, a it's about boy who wants to express himself in a way that his family won't allow. So in order to do so, he goes into the the uh, the um, underworld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is Pixar's latest movie. Their most recent one was Cars Three, which is okay. Um, I mean, I I don't have a ton. Of... Wait, did you guys review that? Or did I make that up? Uh, well, Will over at the Chelsea and I did. Brayden, yeah. he was there. He didn't see it though. I didn't have the that chance. That was to our, see very, it. our <laughs> yeah. very first. He didn't have the yeah. chance. That was our very first review, so uh-huh. on the show, um, and so I don't know. This one it looks okay. It's got Gail Garcia Bernal, who's my the love oh. of my life, oh, the yeah. single love of my life. Yeah, number one. Even though he's not actually, you know, physically in it. His presence mm. reassures me of its... Right, right. Also, I love Day of the Dead very much, and so I'm going to enjoy the visuals. And I really don't like animated movies usually, which is kind of funny mm. for me, because, yeah, surprising. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. I like some animated films. I, I like... I like hugely, hugely smitten with uh, Laika. Yeah. Uh, Kubo of the Two Strings is just amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Have you yeah. seen Rango? I've seen amazing. it on the plane. It's, it's my favorite movie. We've Rango's talked about it. Ardman Animations. Is Nobody listens one to me. Oh, yeah. I love. So, yeah. Wallace and Gromit and Pirates. I like James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I do like that. Was that Disney that put that out? Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's my Disney. favorite. Yeah. Hmm. Henry Selick. Uh, I don't know. Coco. It's, I'm glad to see. <laughs> I'm glad to see, I mean, you know, I, I did watch Moana at one point. Uh, I was at work. It was on Netflix. I was bored. I watched it. It was it was charming. It was okay. It was charming. It wasn't spectacular, but it was charming. Um, I do appreciate oh, that did Disney you see is... that? Did you see that side-by-side thing where it's literally the same story as Lord of the Rings? No. So... I've heard I think about, about that. that yeah. Oh, my bad. No, no. I mean, no, I, mean I think, I think yeah, I'm just saying you, you may, may have mentioned that. It sounds vaguely familiar. I think that's cool. 
I mean, you know, or bad, but... I appreciate that Disney is moving beyond sort of the whitewashed fairy tales. Well, they have to. They kind of, yeah, they kind of have not to, to I guess. Not to put a damper on good things, Well, but no, they don't have to. They're multi-billion they dollar company. They can do whatever they the hell they move, want. They gotta move with the well, times. Well, they're moving they're with the times. moving the times. They're moving with the times in order well, to keep money. In my opinion, I obviously could be wrong. I haven't yeah. talked to the mouse myself, but that's my guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, can you blame them, though? Because that's... No, no, but perhaps they could be more innovative. Anyway. Yeah, they're yeah. just doing. Pixar is just doing sequels now. They gotta. They gotta do some more. Do something stuff. new. Yeah. yeah. Like Inside Out was amazing, but now they're just doing, retreading old ground. So. Well, Coco, I don't know. I'll go watch it if you want to do a review of it for this program, but it's not something that's massively on my radar. It's Me not either. something like say. Uh. So if if Leica were to put something out, I would absolutely go watch that. Movie. I've had to watch enough movies that I have had zero interest we'll in. We'll review it. We're, we're <laughs> we'll watching Coco. <laughs> we'll pair. I don't. Anyone know what's coming out that week? No. Marshmallows. Okay. Coco marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Marshmallows. Um, Come on, you walked into that one. Yeah. Did you guys sit next to each other when you ran into each other at the movie theater? Well, I mean, there was no one else in the theater, so... Did you? I'm like... Brayden went... Like, Who <laughs> sat down first? I, I was in there he first. He was in there first. And uh-huh. so I sat in the same row, but... Oh, well, you didn't sit next to him? Oh, well, he, he, was, he was one seat. Okay. So we gave each other space. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, did you, like, share snacks? It's like guys in a movie theater no. don't... Share snacks? Neither of us had snacks. No. Guys in the movie theater don't They don't sit right next to one another. There's always a seat between them. But see, what would have been great is if, like, Brayden had come in after, like he did, and just sat... He saw me and just sat somewhere else. Oh, hi, Henry. You gotta sit down here in the front now. So, like, my hands... Well, he was sitting... In roughly the spot that I always where, prefer where sitting, like which is about okay. three quarters of the way back. Of the way, yeah. Yeah. So. And that's where I like to sit, too. And we all got to go to a movie sometime, yeah. We should. Oh, I guess, <laughs> Chloe, it would be hard for you not going up that. Okay. All right. Well, I can we'll, get there. All that's right. true. We'll that's... get her a palanquin and be her manservant <laughs> for the day and carry her on yeah, the palanquin. Yeah, I have a wheelchair. I have a handicap sticker and everything. We should go see uh, Lego Ninja Go. Nope. <laughs> I, I played with Legos growing up, but I'm not I'm not super excited about their film franchises. Me neither. What if they did? Uh, well, actually, you know, the Lego Movie itself, the first one was quite was good. spectacular. Yeah. I don't know about Lego Batman. It was not great. No. Okay. No. Will Arnett. Um. That's all I know. That's literally all I know. I Zach Galifianakis did the Joker. Yeah. Oh, really? He was yeah, okay. He was the voice of the Joker. So yet another person portraying the Joker. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let's move on. I stepped up at Zach Galifianakis. Well, let me, let me just point out, I think it's exciting that they're doing a, a film sort of about the Day of the Dead. It's nice to see, you know, yeah. even if they are following the times, they are doing a film yes, about they are. Mexico mm-hmm. that is good, and yeah. Mexican culture, which yeah. I appreciate. And selfishly, it happens to be my favorite aesthetic of any. Well, that's that's the cool thing about it, is the holiday that they're choosing yeah. to do it about that, yeah. which I think is kind of cool. Is yeah, it is. It's the lore behind it and the mythos behind it, I think, is really nifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still smacks a bit of Guillermo del Toro's Book of Life, but whatever. The one thing I will say, that which I think is a little weird, though, is that, okay, you're doing a film about Mexicans, but 
about Mexico and people, you know, Mexicans living in Mexico and the Day of the Dead, all this kind of, and what happens, kid goes to the land of the dead where it's all skeletons. Right. So like, not even it's Mexican. like, it's like, uh, what's it called? The Frog Princess or whatever. Princess and the Frog? Princess and the Frog all over Brilliant again. Brilliant film. Everybody was saying, they were hating on everyone. They were like, yeah, you made a movie about black people, but the frogs all the time. Rude. You didn't hear that argument? No. So this is like that. That's an interesting point. We shall see. Yeah. Guess we'll see. So yeah, I think that one's out in November maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, maybe look for that one if you're interested. Uh, so the next one just came out a couple hours ago actually is the new Tomb Raider, which has uh, stars Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander. And it's directed by the guy who did... Um, I think he's Norwegian, and he directed The Wave. Oh, I need to see The Wave. It's supposed to be quite which good. Which is on Netflix. Uh, it also has Walton Goggins and... Walter. It's Walton. It's not Walton. Look it up right now. Is it? Are we so upset? I love who's, him. Who's that? He's the in Vice Principles or not, not that, uh, and Justified. Justified. Oh, okay. You, you saw, if you saw a picture of him, you'd recognize him. Okay. Um, he's, he's the one in the trailer who's like, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> oh my god, his name is Walton Goggins. See. I'm torn up right now. Yeah. He's also in um Jago Unchained. Not Jago Unchained. Yeah, yeah, he is. Hey Floyd. Hey Floyd. No, he, and he's in Jango. Is he in Django? Yeah, he's well, he's the he's the guy who has just the front teeth and oh, it's all, yeah. on, it's all they're all gone. The well he's more interesting in Hey Floyd. Yeah. Um uh, and so this is based off the best selling video game which I've played the most recent too, and I actually do really like the games of what I've the like, reboot of the series has been very well received. Yeah, by it's, yeah it, was, it was great. And I do really like the character. And I think, I mean, Alicia Vikander is amazing. And so I'll watch anything she's in. And I think this one, I think she looks like a great Laura Croft. Um, I'd say my only issue with the movie is just translating the plot of the game into the movie. Because like whenever you hear, and you need to unlock this tomb, all of humanity is like, yeah. You know, that's the stuff that loses me, but visually, but, you kind of go, Meh. but like visually, I think it looks great. I think her, the physics of her stunt work and everything, that looks great. Mm-hmm. And I like how they're kind of incorporating the, uh, um, sequences of her, like things falling over her, having to move around and all that. I really, yeah, like it looked so. like they did a great job of catching sort of the, the, the puzzles and the pitfalls. Yeah. And the, and the traps and the so forth that you have to deal with in the game. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. I, I appreciate the direction that they're taking it to is because the original video games, it was sort of this super busty, top-heavy uh, depiction of Laura Croft. Mm-hmm. And the gameplay was actually spectacular, but, I mean, the depiction of her was totally unrealistic, sort of like Barbie doll. Was Angelina involved at some point? Yes. She was I know very little. She was in the first what, two. two movies. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if they did two or Both three. Both were not good. Okay. No, they she, she was her performance as Laura Croft was good, but the, the movies films themselves, themselves were not good. So. I just know next to nothing yeah. about this whole thing. Yeah, well, and well, this one I really like Alicia Vikander. I mean, it's got potential, but then again, uh, for some reason, video games are still having difficulty yeah. translating, translating into film properties. Yeah, I mean, they had Hitman, right? With Timothy Oliphant, who I really like. And that film was disastrous. 
the original Tomb Raider series, disastrous. Don't even get me started. Don't on that. mention Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Probably Assassin's Creed. It's good, man. It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. If you want to see a really atrocious adaptation, did of they make a Minecraft video. movie? Or did I make that up? No, I think they're they're well, so made, I No, I think they're actually they're, doing a Minecraft. They're film. doing a Tetris trilogy. No, they're not. Oh yeah, look it up right now. Sure. You know, they up. are. He's look right. They are a Tetris trilogy. Look it up. Look it up. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't want to look at it. No, I think they actually are making a oh. Minecraft film. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No, there's there's somebody writing a Minecraft novel. Um, oh, Max, that's even Max, better. Uh, Max, uh, Max. Landis? No. Um, the guy that wrote World War Z, Mel Brooks' son. Max Brooks. Max Brooks. He's writing a Minecraft novel, ah. which I'm sure there will be a film adaptation of that. Yeah. What the heck? So. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so it has potential. But what's that one? There's another one with Toby Cable. Is that his name? You know Cable. Cable. You know what I'm talking about? All right, don't bother. I'll find it. Oh, Warcraft. Oh yeah, Minecraft, Warcraft, Crafts. Yeah, Very War- different. Warcraft Same was thing. Great. Um, Warcraft was supposed to be pretty bad from what I hear. Pretty bad. I mean, there there, I mean, there hasn't some been cool visuals, but it's not. It's very generic. Yeah, so. I mean, there. I honestly. Can either of you guys think of any video game properties that have been translated? I can barely think of a video game, Brandon. <laughs> That's the first problem. Mario. You're out there playing too much soccer. Getting, yeah. getting doors and play some video see, games. See, now this you is have, a poorly timed joke. Now you have your chance. Oh, that was another horrible one. The Mario Brothers. John Leguizamo. Oh, oh my God. Oh, you want to watch a train wreck of a film. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, and then there was Street Fighter, and then the reboot of Street Fighter. Just, just all of them. Everything that's coming to mind, just awful. Yeah. Awful. Awful. Yeah. All right. Well, um. Oh, I mean, we don't really. I mean, need I'm, to... I'm holding out hopes for this one that it'll. It looks the trend, good, except for the in the trailer, the little like a uh, puzzly kind a of stuff. Puzzle box thing. That's yeah. really throwing me off. Yeah. That could make me mad. Yeah. But we'll see. All right, well, the other news piece, I mean, it's very, we don't even really have to talk about it. Should y'all see the new, uh, who's the new Elizabeth Slander? Yeah, that was no. crazy. So, oh, Cla- what? Mind blown. Claire Foy. Claire Foy from, from The Crown. Which I have not seen. She is the new Elizabeth Slander. It's crazy. no idea who yeah, she is. She's, I mean, really? I, I had no idea who she was until they I announced it. Shook. I'm, I'm, I, since I haven't seen The Crown, I don't know yet. And I do like how they are kind of going with an unknown person. She's mm-hmm. not unknown. By I mean, the way, not she's not. You don't I say. Hey, did you see well. that new Claire Foy movie? Like, who the fuck is Claire Foy? You know. Well, I mean, Numi Rapace. Not, she not, did not it. against her. Nobody knew who Numi Rapace was. Or Rooney Mara. Exactly. And then, yeah, when when they did when David Fincher did his version, nobody knew who Rooney Mara was. Claire Foy, she's just such a weird choice, man. Yeah. I um, mean, you guys don't know who she is, so you can't really. But she's been in they, a lot of kind of Victor. Well, I guess Victorian's the wrong word if she's playing Queen Elizabeth, but. Elizabethan. Elizabethan. Yeah. Like, just... I don't know how to explain it. She's very, like, mild-mannered, apparently, and very together, and she's really yeah. pretty and Well, kinda... I mean, that's kind of what Numi Rapace is, too. If you mm-hmm. look at photos of her, she's very... kind of well-kempt and... You know. I don't know. But anyways, so... But it's being directed by the guy who did Don't Breathe and the Evil Dead remake, and that's coming out next October, I think, mm. so... Have you seen the trailer for the new Andrew Garfield movie? Yeah. No. Breathe? That's her. She's the wife. Gotcha. Okay. You haven't seen the trailer for this either? Oh my god. 
What the? Are they doing Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? No, or are they doing, doing Girl who kicked over the hornet's nest? No, they're doing the Girl in the, in the Spider's Web, oh. which is the one that was written by the, yeah, by the guy yeah, after We said the... a spew of like wrong <laughs> answers. Um, but no, so they're doing the Girl in the Spider's Web, which is the one That's written by... That's the fourth by, book that was written by the guy... I think David Lager Krantz is Lager. Not Stig, Stig, Stig Larson, no. who wrote the original stuff. So Yeah, so they're doing this new one. I don't know how that's going to go, but I do need to read it since I, I do like the books, but um, we'll see how that goes. But, all right, well, let's move on to some mail. So the Podcast at gmail.com is the address that you can reach us at, and on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah. If you're a new listener, we're, Kinda. we're everywhere. Instagram is stressful. Uh, I thought Instagram was just for pictures of food porn. I, I mean, it can be... F- Porn for anything. I it was oh. during my it was during Travel my porn. knee troubles. I couldn't do anything. So, so you, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. yeah, I'm really bad at it though. So oh. yeah, basically it's just pictures of this our setup and then my dog. <laughs> <laughs> nah. There's a joke with Bill Skarsgård and right. there's a picture of somebody else. Oh yeah, Adam Scott. That was really funny. Oh yeah. You won't get to know unless you look on the Instagram, yeah. but it's funny. Um, oh. I've completely forgot to mention this for like two episodes. So the Steven Soderbergh show, if you're new to the show, we did, Braden and I did a Steven Soderbergh kind of special show, and that's on Bandcamp, which is the filmbuds.bandcamp.com. And you can just donate a dollar and you can get five reviews of Steven Soderbergh movies. So that's online now. Um, and the filmbuds.com, there's like not only stuff about our uh, podcast, but I do like news and reviews and stuff on there, so check that out if you haven't yet. But it, so much stuff. Oh, gosh. Wow. So many offerings. I'm exhausted. Wow. God. All right. Um, but yeah, so feel free to send us mail and stuff. We uh, like hearing from you, so. All right, well, this one is from Tanya. Yeah, Tanya. No no location close. She was. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Yeah. They're trying to remain anonymous. They don't want you to stalk them. There's a, Adam last week was really salty about it. Really? Oh, yeah. Yes. Adam, Adam had a fit. <laughs> <laughs> Via email. Via email. Really? Um, okay, but she says, Hi, looking towards October, I'm trying to get more into horror and was wondering what would be some recommendations from you all. I've seen a lot of the big ones and classics, but want more independent ones, etc. Thanks so much for the show, Tanya. Tanya wants me to just not talk for a while. Is what she wants. Um, my big recommendation would be, I think I've mentioned this one before, uh, Repulsion. <laughs> Repulsion by Roman Polanski. Yeah. <laughs> freaky, freaky film. I mean, any of the stuff that he did, Knife in the, knife in the Water, um, Rosemary's Baby, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are just, they're brilliant films. They're classics. In terms of more modern stuff, uh, open Grave. Oh, yeah. With uh, Charlotte O'Colpley. Yeah. And Let the uh, Right One In. Too. Yeah, Let the Right One In. Oh, then, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. The, what and was that film? A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yeah. I've been, I've been meaning to watch That's that a good as one. well. That's yeah. a good one. And then, um, if, I mean, we've talked about it on past shows, but like It Follows, Babadook. Right. right. Uh, Did you guys hear? I'm so sorry to interrupt. That's okay. Did you hear? You know that Babadook is a gay icon, right? Yeah. yeah it's His turned into boyfriend it. is. It. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <That's> the... <laughs> yeah. I could see the two of them at a, at a nightclub with their little glow sticks. There's you know, lots dancing. of pictures. 
It's pretty cute. Yeah. I don't understand oh, where it comes from. Um, but... Oh, and actually, this was going to be my pick of the week, but I... I'll tell you where it comes from in a second. Sorry. Oh, Go ahead. I, I, I watched uh, Stephen King's The Mist uh-huh. for the first time. It was insane. Like, it, it's really intense. Really? Yeah. Because so, like, I love the short story that that's based on. So I didn't think the, any of the actual properties that they made from the story were getting good. No, so, like, the first 15 minutes or so, I was really worried. It's, like, really mm-hmm. weak acting and writing. But once the horror elements kick in, it is really intense. And so, check out The Mist. if you, huh. That's one. Um, and then also... The, those, the, f- the TV series that's ongoing? No, no it's uh, directed by Frank Darabont, the Walking Dead guy. And who did Shawshank Redemption? Is it is it the one with um? Ha, it has the Thomas Mar- Jane. I don't, it has Marcia. What's her name? Marcia Harden. Marcia something Harden from sure. Miller's Crossing. Hmm. Marcia something Harden. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Who you're talking about. We'll just have to piece the puzzle. Well, there's a the mist. Or am I Thomas Jane and Marcia Gay Harden. That's Marcia the Gay one. Harden, yeah. Um, oh, and, and Andre Brower, guys. Really, Andre Brower. Yeah, and huh. Toby Jones, a stacked cast. Yeah. And Alexa Davalos. Oh my I god. Thought, I thought it was supposed to be pretty bad, but yeah. The other one I, I just thought of is I don't know how how Tanya how up you are on uh, classics again. You know the Roman Polanski, like I said, but uh, you know The Shining can't beat that. Yeah, and oh, and I was gonna say Nosferatu, the original. Oh yeah, with Max. Uh, pretty sweet. Chloe's loving the, this conversation. What? Who's the guy, the actor that was in Nosferatu? Can't remember his name. Oh, he was he was oh. he was total loon. He was yeah. a total loon. There was a film I can't what remember what it's called now. There was a film, Willem Dafoe was in it. It was about the yeah. filming of Nosferatu. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. Oh, it was awesome. It was so good. But Willem Dafoe plays the actor that portrayed Nosferatu. And oh. he, he was like an absolute loon. Hmm. When they were filming it, he was so into the character. He was sleeping great. So you should you should watch Nosferatu and then watch this film that is based on the creation of Nosferatu. What I'll look it I, was, up now. I was trying to find it. So I was looking up Willem Dafoe. And uh, one of his credits is called Mind the Gap, and the synopsis is about a man and how he likes the gaps in his teeth. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, the that's a peculiar one. Um, is that so, Cellini? Some others, I would say Cure, Cure for Wellness earlier this year. It's not a typical horror movie, but it's... That's scary. Yeah. Um, Neon Demon is one. Enemy. Um, Shutter Island, even. Enemy is not scary. But that's me, it's not a horror down. film. It's a mood that's like a horror mood piece, I would say. Don't watch Enemy, Tanya. Don't watch Enemy, Tanya. <laughs> uh, the Fog. Oh, the Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. 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 Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Fog, John Carpenter's movie. Good. Um, uh, oh, The Invisible Man, the original. Really cool movie. Oh, that is a good movie. Yeah. Not oh, the gosh. Kevin Bacon one? No. The no. original the third, like, 30s. Claude right. uh, Rains, I think his name is. What's wrong with Kevin Bacon? Huh? What's wrong with Kevin Bacon? Nothing. 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 Nothing.
recommendations, let us know. Um, I'm always looking for new movies, so I'd like to hear from you. Anywho, all right, well, let's move on to our the last other one. Um, so this one is from, he did give a location, Chloe. So Connor in Nevada. Thank you, Connor from Nevada. Yeah. Says, dear film buds, uh, hang on, sorry. Connor, if you have ever stumbled upon Brandon Flowers, you should make that known to me. Because then we can hang out. How would he know Brandon Flowers? Because Brandon Flowers lives in Nevada. Oh, go figure. <laughs> I don't know who that is, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, he's the killer's guy, he's right? He's the guy from the killers. He's the nice I know, guy. and I kind of have them. I've met him a bunch. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. One time in an elevator. It was cool. very exciting. Wow. All right. <laughs> I know everything about him. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. His kitchen's green. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you know these things again? Let's not get into that. With the stalking and the yeah. whatnot? <laughs> first it's Radcliffe, you know. All right, no, uh, first it's Flowers since I was six. Oh, okay. Not stalking. I've just liked him since I was six. Anyway. Quote, unquote. Like, I like him. Continue. All right. Um, Willem Dafoe's been in a ludicrous number of films. <laughs> a lot of them very good, too. Yeah. Shadow of the Vampire. Oh. Shadow of the Vampire. That's the film Willem Dafoe. I've actually seen that. He played the, the actor <coughs> that played. Who was it? F.W. Murnau? Or was that the director of the film? Director. Okay. So he was in the... He played the actor who played Nosferatu in F.W. Murnau. Anyhow. Shadow, watch Nosferatu, then watch Shadow of the Vampire. <laughs> Gives a lot of interesting insight. Okay. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Yeah, please, go ahead. All right. Sorry, so, Connor. Connor, damn it, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right, so he says, uh, Dear Phone Buds, have been really liking the podcast so far, and I hope you keep going with it. Well, we probably will. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. Uh, it's always nice to have something to do while I work. I'm a uh, stay-at-home software engineer, so thank you for that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm always taken aback. This was the star rating thing I was telling you about. Um, but I'm always taken aback by the almost bipolar nature <laughs> of your star ratings. Um, Henry goes all out sometimes, even though he complains about the movie quite a bit. Brayden seems <laughs> as though he's just angry <laughs> about the movies. And Chloe knocks multiple stars off for minor mishaps. So, uh, what is the deal, Connor and Nevada? Minor mishaps? Yeah, They're like, not minor to me, Connor. Minor in the big scheme of things. Like a salt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's the one he's talking When about. did you hear that, Brandon? Mm -hmm. I would have given it like a three, but I had to take away two stars because... You didn't see it. He won't care. Can I spoil it now? No, go ahead and spoil it. Because the girl, there's one girl, right? She, she even though she's the strongest one, is the one who gets taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets taken by the... Go ahead. It's really annoying. Know, She's the strongest, bravest one. She's the one, for some reason, gets taken by the clown. The clown puts her in this weird trance thing where she's asleep. She's unconscious, right? Mm -hmm. And the boys decide, well, the only way to get her out is to kiss her. No, because he loves her. Who cares? So he kisses her while she's asleep. The worst part it's, is it wakes her up. It's between two 14-year-olds in a supernatural movie. If it's so supernatural, I, I can think of another way to wake her up. I was Sleeping um, Beauty, something, I don't know. Whatever. There's oh the beauty god. of the innocence of childhood. There's yeah. no... Oh my gosh. Alright. 
Anyway, something I don't sorry, know. Sorry, Connor. I'll give it one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he says, "What is the deal, Connor?" Uh, do, I, do I oh, come, really voice. come across as that angry? I didn't know I was that angry. <laughs> well, he's the Connor. Oh, sorry. Um, P.S. Uh, in actuality, this question doesn't really matter. I just want to hear you pick her more. <laughs> but essentially, extend the show. So that's. Oh my well, god! I mean, it's, She's it's so smart. Star yeah. ratings. I mean, if I'd, I'd like to see any critic who actually sits down and has. A uh, a rubric for judging films. I think they do, Roger Ebert. Really? Yeah. Don't, don't they all have to go by the same thing? Do well, they? It's all four stars. Oh, no. Well, I mean, if they if they all had the exact same rubric, if if say the MPAA, right, Motion Picture Association of America, went out to all the critics and said, "Here is a rubric by which you should judge, grade all of these films that you that you are reviewing." Yeah. And then wouldn't ratings all be the same? You know. Well, I mean, I mean, no, they, maybe so maybe different opinions of how well it stacks up to the. Then that sort of obviates the whole point of the rubric. If I it's mean, supposed to be opinion, then a rubric is useless, right? Rubrics are always useless. Yeah. Just listen to me and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Uh, Basically, I don't know. I mean, the star rating—it's just—it's just—it's something that's familiar. It's a metric that everybody uses, and so it's—it's it's the most familiar thing. I mean, honestly, you know, we could come up with any metric we wanted. I give it thirty-seven cheeseburgers. I was thinking pancakes, so we're pancakes? pretty much on the same page. Well, there here. you go. Maybe next week we'll do pancakes. We'll do pancakes. Five pancakes. Yay! I haven't had pancakes in years, so. Or we could do it out of popcorns, and if it's really bad, it could be a kernel or burnt. There's, I like, see, Connor's opened a whole can of worms here. No, I I think he means the... Our erratic behavior, I get it. Us talking about the movie and then how we we rate things. It's not, (laughs) he's not concerned, I hate how they give things star ratings. You know, it's like, why did someone give it a five, someone give it a one? And they talk this way, blah, blah, blah. No, that's a very fair question. I think the real thing is, uh, none of us pays attention to what we nor anyone else say, says. True. That might I be it. I feel like we all, we all go uh, to the beat of our own drums. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, the thing is, because we're sitting around in this sort of roundtable discussion format, we're going to say a lot of things, and some of it's good, some of it's bad. My mind does some get changed be... on this, during this, the duration of this program. True. So. True. There we are. Not yeah. about this crap movie, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, sorry, Connor, if our ratings are not... Connor loves it. Okay. Don't... He's fronting. Or, so, or sorry, to, if there are people who are upset, Probably sorry. Adam. It's, it's Adam's got... This has Adam written all over it, you know? Adam's a bummer. Yeah. Adam was... I'm not Katie kidding. probably loves it. Oh, from Katie. Classic Katie. Katie. Classic Katie. From... Katie from New York's best. Katie from yeah. New York. Yeah. I hope you're doing well, Katie. <laughs> Shout out to Katie. Shout traveling the world. Um, uh, little inside joke for the hardcore listeners out there. Us, because we're on it. Frank didn't even get it. What? You know how we. Sh- we, we were Originally, talking. we said that. Oh, oh, wait, should we spoil it? Sure. But then people could say, oh, what's that? They go back to other. Who was actually going to do that? No. 
originally we said that Katie, because Henry can see where different people are listening from, and it's like mm-hmm. Japan and all this stuff, so we said Katie's really the only listener who travels around and <laughs> makes it look like we're doing better. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. She does true. She does downloads from all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. She probably doesn't even have to do this. She just has to route it through different servers. She's probably yeah. stopped listening. Do some, like, <laughs> tricky, tricky, she's, tricky she's interwebs and stuff. on here forever now, so... She's yeah. our sole listener. That's okay. Yeah. Thanks, as long Katie. as one person is listening, I'll yeah. be happy. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't know that I sounded so angry. You don't. You no, do. Well, you don't. apparently you do, but I don't I think guess you I do. do. Now I'm sorry. And if you disagree with Connor, let us know. Brayden is letting you know. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, well, that's all the... Oh, yeah. Well, we... I mean, I... The bottom line is I think we discuss a lot of stuff and so we have good opinions, we have bad opinions, or we have Yeah. I should Set say me. we have positive opinions and negative there opinions and both will come out in the wash and then ultimately Ultimately we make a an irrelevant uh, Yeah statement. It's yeah. just it's just sort of our overall gut reaction after having discussed the whole film. I mean yeah. it's it's almost like a, a star rating is like a recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Chloe would recommend it one and a half stars to someone. Yeah. A very weak recommendation. Yeah. Exactly. If we give something five, then clearly we're saying you should really go see this. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's uh, a... What did they read? There was somebody who rated things. It was kind of like, go see it in the theater, go see it in the theater a couple of times, uh, wait for it to come out on... DVD or just don't bother at all that kind of stuff so there are uh, actually a couple of music critics on NPR that I listen to I forget what their sound opinions is their show and I can't remember the, the critics themselves uh, fine, fine. <laughs> sound opinions and uh, they have a rating system it's like buy it uh, what was it? Kill it buy it rip it or Oh my gosh, NPR so Something. edgy, I didn't know. Oh yeah, they were talking to Gucci Mane today. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? They're all cutting edge, and I guess they're trying to get into a younger demographic. So. Oh. You know, Eric Hodge comes into Jovengo all the time. Really? Yeah. I did not know. And, and he used to live right down there. His dulcet tones. Yeah. And I know him. He's like, hey, Henry. Really? Oh yeah. I'm Eric like, Hodge knows you. Oh yeah. I'm you like, should invite him on. I'm like, hey, Eric. On the show. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Get, like, that voice, you know, the, yeah. the radio voice, so. You should, he could, he could tape an intro for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's the, what the mail we got this week. Um, so, again, feel free to send us questions and comments, hate mail, if you'd like. Um, so. Adam. Adam. Even if you hate us, at least you're listening. Yeah. That's what freaking Darren Aronofsky said about his movie. Yeah, he said, I just want people leadership. to love it or boo. Yeah, which I think is anyway, great. Anyway, well, we can't go back to this. We can't go back down. No that. one wants to have their movie. Eh. Have, have nothing to say. Yeah. But anyways, let's not, let's not go back down the... Recommendations or Yeah, whatever. so let's move on. Picks, Picks of the week. Picks of the week, Chloe. Picks of the week. Um, if Eric Hodge said that, I'd remember. <laughs> so, uh, what's... Brain, what have you been watching? Um, Anything? I've finally gotten to see the Get Shorty series. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's good. I love it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's really spectacular. Uh, Ray Romano blows, it's just, again, blowing my mind. 
mm-hmm. which I would never have thought it because so good. his sitcom was so awful. How dare you? Awful. Which one? I'm sorry. Which one? Everybody loves Raymond. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That is like the best show. No. Dabra. It's good. Dabra. <laughs> Dabra. Ah. I'm going to have to edit all this out. Okay. <laughs> I don't Getting know too why excited. I got crispy there. But... I don't know. Um, no, but he was awesome in, in The Big Sick. He and, and, and Holly, Hunter. Holly Hunter together were spectacular. And I got to say, he's Really, I'm really liking him. Get Shorty. Um, he's spectacular. Is this sort of dweeby, uh, oh, in over his head mm. kind of producer, uh, Chris O'Dowd, who's just great in everything. Um, it's good. What was well, he was he was great in the IT crowd. He was good in, in the Sapphires. I'm trying to remember what else he's been in recently that I really liked watching him in. Yeah, you saw that Jessica Jones movie, right? Show? Show? Movie? Yeah. No, not Jessica Jones. Dang it, the other one. Jessica. He's in that Oh, movie. yeah, that's right. That's right. Thank the you. Incredible Jessica James. James. Yeah. Jessica yeah, James. The Netflix film. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I liked him a lot in that. He's, he's He just he does a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I watched that, and I did get to see The Trip to Spain, which was spectacular. <laughs> I didn't want to see that. The ending was... Yeah. Did you yes. see it? If Rod Brydon is in it, I've seen it 12 times. Okay. <laughs> so you've seen a trip to Spain then? Yes. Yeah. Not 12 times, but... Okay. 18 stars. I'm still... <laughs> yeah. I give it many, many, many stars. The first I one is it. still my favorite, though, but... I like the first one. I like this third one a little more because it's a little more melancholy, but I think the, that all three of them do a really spectacular job of of sort of portraying this arc of, of aging and maturation of these characters. And, right? Characters in a sense, because they are playing themselves. But, but um, no, I really like this one, even though I still have no idea what the hell the ending was. That was confusing. Anyhow. <laughs> I really liked it. It was, that was it my was, favorite. It was wacky. It was it wacky. It was so good. They're I mean, wacky. It is, it is I loved it. Is, it. Yeah. No, the film is great, though. Everybody mm-hmm. should go see Trip to Spain. So that's cool. that's that's what I'm excited about. All right. Well, so and after Kira's um, recommendation, I'm gonna go watch The Fall soon. Oh yeah, The Fall's good. Yeah. Don't watch it. It's good. No. It's, it's not worth it. Y'all. I've heard it's really it's, good. It's Kira creepy. liked it. It's not Henry's worth it. Creepy. She hasn't seen the whole thing. I've seen the whole thing. I can tell you, it's not worth it. I put too much of my life into that show. I waited for it year after year. Not worth it in the end. Don't bother. It's sad for me to say this, but it just needs to be it's said. Truth, man. Well, you know? damn it. <laughs> I'm just going to go watch it because of Julian Anderson anyways. That's right. fair. Sure. But don't get excited. Yeah. Don't I'm enjoy watching you. it. The first two, the first two, the first two uh, series are really good. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. There are three series. So, yeah. anyway. Maybe I'll just stop after the first two series. You might as well, honestly. Yeah. All right, well, as I mentioned before, I always do this, like, every week. I always say what my pick of the week is somewhere in the show. But so The Mist, give it, like, the first act. If you're not into it in the first act, give it more time because it really builds and it gets incredibly insane and creepy. And so it was very good. Um, Oh, and I rewatched Wonder Woman yesterday, got the 4K. Um, Still like it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But I... The one thing I didn't notice in the theater 
is but I didn't notice this time is the length. It's quite long. It is very long. It's like long. two hours and twenty minutes. Really started to drag at times, especially once you get out of the the Wonder Woman habitat. <laughs> what do you call that? The the when paradise. She gets into the, the paradise place. Yeah, Thermoscara. Once you get out of that, it it kind of drags <laughs> a little bit. Um, but I still really like it. Gal Gadot is amazing. Yeah. Chris Pine's great. Yeah. Very well directed. As um, I said, I thought the film was spectacular up until the. 10, 15 minute yeah. final battle, which yeah. was a massive letdown. Yeah. Um, but still very inspiring to watch, and it's a good, definitely probably the best DC movie, although Watchmen is better. Um, yeah. Uh, but Well, also V for Vendetta, that's another Alan Moore property Ooh, that was put out under a DC movie. imprint, mm. which actually is V for Vendetta, is pretty good. Mm. Um, but yeah, so those would be my two. And that's out on, like, you can rent that on Amazon and all that stuff. So, Chloe, what about you? I had two, but I forgot one. Mm. But my one is because uh, the Emmys were the other day. Right. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Big Little Lies won something. Big Little Lies and Handmaid's Tale took a while. Oh, yeah. Handmaid's Big Tale Little... went crazy. Handmaid's Tale sucks. Big no, Little Lies not. is amazing. You should watch that, everyone. Big Little Lies is great. Yeah, I was going to watch it. I didn't even know the about that. Great. And then I saw the cast and I went, ooh. Cast is great, exactly. Directed by the guy who did Dallas Barnes Club. Oh, really? Just yeah. oh, wow. wonderful. Cool. I was I was excited because uh, Donald Glover won. Best, oh yeah. Uh, yes. Was it writing or Best direction? Dir- for a both. comedy series. Oh, writing. I mean, sorry, direction. Direction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Best direction. Good. Um, and he won. Didn't he win for best actor, lead actor in a comedy I think he series? May have. He won too. Really? I thought he only won the one for. I'm quite sure he won too. Because huh. I think in season, sorry, and his writing partner won for obviously writing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No. It, it, but Lena, I'm quite sure Lena Donald Hedman. Glover won too. And then Laura Dern. Laura Dern didn't did, win. Yeah, she did. She did. Best for supporting what? actress in a in a. Was it Big Little Lies? Big Little Lies. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it was. Well, she was good. Goodness, I didn't actually watch them. I just, yeah. I just remember her Nicole from Kimmy Kimmin Schmidt. Nicole one I know. Yeah. yeah, she's killing it this year. Yeah. She's always killing it. Uh, hey, hey. Hey. Laura Dern's great. You. She's a great lady. She's an October sky. Uh, uh, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, yeah, well, that's... And then, well, and if, Chloe, if you can remember the other it's one... It's not going to happen. By the end of the show, just let us know. Isn't this the end of the show? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. We're done now. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Too late. Uh, okay. Uh, so that about does it for the show, I think. Unless anyone else has anything mentioned. Yeah. Um, so I guess next week we were debating about this a lot before the show started. Um, but I guess we'll be seeing Kings. Don't say anything yet. I guess we'll be seeing... Undecided. It's a surprise. Well, I guess we'll be seeing Kingsman. Tentative. Um, I'm... I, no, I don't know. Nobody actually wants to see it. Yeah, but it's the big movie of the week. That's the one what people are going to be seeing. Yeah, it is what people are going to be seeing. So, I'm sort of torn about it. Because the first one, we were discussing this earlier, you know, after that first half, major letdown. I, yeah, I just wasn't crazy about the movie overall. No, I wasn't either. I thought it was just so, such a, a tired I mean, satire they, and homage that it's just yeah I mean if they clean up some of that stupidity that they had in the first one which they won't like, they're gonna amplify it yeah there's really? no you doubt about so? it but they always do that with sequels there's a bunch more famous people in it I can't mm. but I mean why not we'll see it I'll see it I'll see it I'll watch um, 
And so, yeah, probably do Kingsman, um, the Golden Circle. Um, I mean, there's there's other films that we could watch. Uh, Brad's well, Abdul and Victoria. That's not out. That's not out yet. That hasn't been getting all that good reviews either, to be honest. Oh really? I mean, it's one of those where like I really enjoyed watching the trailer. I feel like I'm good. Well, let me see. Brad's status is coming out. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go see Columbia. Oh yeah, Brad's status. Yeah, I'm not terribly thrilled. Who's the dude in that? Is that Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller. Stiller. Um, but I mean, we can always do one of those movies as the secondary review, but we probably gotta do the big one. We shall see. Alright. We'll see how Chloe feels. Alright. <laughs> yeah. You know, she uh, could have just Kira go watch it and take it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, you, you know, again, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and, um, and everything. Uh, Brayden and Chloe, thank you so much for coming. Yet again. So welcome. Always happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, did you finish off the milk there? No, there's still a little bit left. It's right. room temperature, so I think I'm just gonna just gonna toss it. Toss it. Alright. <laughs> Alright, well on that note, um, thank you so much and until next time, we'll see you later. So my question then is, is the end of the whole thing, okay, you know, organized religion. You see Christian Wig, who is the publisher. So weird. That was a publicist. So weird. Well, I think she's supposed to be an allegory for organized religion, right? You have all mm-hmm. the people who are, who are showing up and uh, worshiping him. And they've got his, his pictures, the idolatry, right? All the pictures yeah. and everything. And then God at one point says, don't, don't make... Idols, don't worship idols, right? No, 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 all this kind of stuff. So, um, which that's something they didn't even get into. Aronofsky didn't even touch on that. Which again, if it's if it's got these themes of celebrity and idol uh, idolatry and so forth, and then, but it doesn't even touch on the Bible's take on those things, which is don't do it. Confusing. But um, so again, they're a missed opportunity. But. Um, You've got Christian Wig, who I think is supposed to intended to be organized religion. She shows up. She's the publisher, the publicist, right? So again, who is it that put out the word of God? Ah. Right. Religion wrote the Bible. Yada yada yada. Okay. And then she immediately, you know, five a few minutes later, she's walking around shooting everybody in the back of the head. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> what, what what was what was that about? I don't know. Right? 
I don't know. Uh, cu- cutting the, so, cutting people loose who don't follow you. So which, well, Aaron, uh, like again, there are two ways. There are two ways to 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 view this. Either one that religion is making brain dead worshippers, people who just wholly accept this without without thinking about it. So again, that's a bit more nuanced, and I don't know if that necessarily fits in with the visceral, quote unquote, nature of the film. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be a more, a more straightforward reading in that religion kills people. Oh, here's organized religion. It's running around killing people. Mm-hmm. And then that's when things devolve into the war. And it sounded like there are artillery strikes on the house I, I love outside. The, I love the, the squat, or excuse, squat, squat member scene where his face is shot off. Oh, uh, yeah. Was, and then, I mean... So the baby scene uh, is, is that's where it's, it's really, I'm if, out. if you're, yeah, if you're already kind of on the fence, that's going to make it. Well, that's, it, you know? that's what really, I mean, first of all, again, visceral and he goes straight for eating the baby. You see the baby's carcass picked over like a holiday, yeah, like a Thanksgiving disgusting. turkey. Yeah, it's it's really gross. It's really disgusting. I'm just saying, if you're good at your job, you don't need to do No, you don't so need to do something like that. Do you know what I mean? This is what we're. This is what we're saying. And I mean, the, yeah. my oh, question. Oh, that's. I, I, that I absolutely was... understand that. Like, I don't disagree. I just. I like that it would. It went further than a lot of other films do. Well, I mean, you've got, you've got the child. Okay, Ooh, it's the son of God. And then the people take him, <laughs> and then the people kill him. Okay, it's Christ, and he's killed by the Romans, and. Uh, and all this kind of stuff, and then you get Mel Gibson several millennia later, <laughs> the Compassion of the Christ, and uh, the whole thing about Mel Gibson, and then, oh, the Jews killed Christ. Okay. Yeah, he hates us. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. Does he? Mel Gibson? Or is he just really, really drunk and no, high? No, Mel Gibson. Well, Mel Gibson rant. to me hates us. Yeah, he went on that we rant. We all think he hates us. Yeah. We okay. had to watch. I argued so hard in high school for us to be able to watch the David Tennant Hamlet, which is wonderful and mm-hmm. so good. They made us watch the uh, Mel Gibson the one. Mel Gibson and one. I said, goodbye. And Peace I was, out. <laughs> I, I left. Yeah, good. I said, I have the highest grade of anyone in this class. I don't have to watch him. I'm good leaving. Yeah, good for you. That's, uh, he's, I don't understand. He's bonkers. Yeah. He's, it's just a, a Have of, you seen The Beaver? No. Is that the name of that movie? No, the one puppet? with Jodie Foster. You got a little puppet. Yeah, Jodie Foster. <laughs> that, didn't she? Yeah. So funny. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, anything else? Well, I mean, that was that was. Excuse me. What I was leading up to, though, is is you've got. You've got the son of God. You've got this sort of Christ thing, which is an actual child. He doesn't even mature, become a teenager or a young man, which is you know. Baby. What crushes they, they kill they kill the kid the kid well they're carrying the kid around and apparently the kid's neck snaps bam yeah. and then and then Those they eat really the child ins- like like you just kind of get chills the second you I hear that snap nauseous you know? Yes. you know and then and then they eat the baby yeah <laughs> they eat the baby <laughs> and I mean was this supposed to be uh, you know eat of my body drink of my blood kind yeah of that's thing? what they were saying but. That's, I mean, that's transubstantiation. And again, if it's not a, if it's, I don't think Christ was literally saying in the Bible, eat my body. Because that'd be weird. That would be very weird. (laughs) I mean, he was saying, 
if you imbibe of the word or if you partake of the word that I'm putting out there, then, then I will be within you and you will carry my ideals, you will carry my love, you will carry so forth, right? And, but then Aronofsky takes what I think is at root generally a beautiful concept and turns it into this rather disgusting visual pastiche. And it's literally... Hey, let's eat the baby Christ. <laughs> and you see a bunch of people standing. It's like it's it's like Night of the Living. It's you know Walking Dead, the biblical allegory. You get a bunch of people standing around gnawing on raw flesh, blood dripping down their chins. It's like watching a zombie. It's like watching a Romero yeah. film. <laughs> yeah. Right. So again. Okay, I don't know. He goes for for this sort of literal uh, transliteration, I, or literal, I don't know, uh, reading, understanding of the Bible. You know, oh, they eat, they eat Christ's body. And so what more, what way to make it more visible? Hey, how about if we take the baby Christ and they eat the, the story, baby Christ? Well, the story is, if you, read a sto- if you read a screenplay in five days, you need to maybe just look it over again. Get somebody else to get get another get a few a a few other people to read it and say maybe you should you know take a nap lower this down take take the take it from a ten you've got here Taylor Sheridan wrote Hell or High Water in a week that's great well he's a much better writer (laughs) I mean that's 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 all there is to it I'm sorry that he's a much better writer if I was I'm surprised Aronofsky didn't try to say that he wrote it in six days. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's. Brayden <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't like that joke yeah. at all. Huh? What was. Uh, run that by me again? Saying he wrote it in six days. Because oh, six days. Right, six days, and then on the seventh he rested. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. That was so. the original name of the movie, it was Day Six. Because hmm, really? we can't get any less subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But, uh, I mean, that's still. I think what fundamentally bothers me most is what the hell is Jennifer Lawrence in the movie? Mother Nature. She's Mother Nature. I don't know why she's there either. I don't know why there's a crystal coming out of her. I don't know any of it. Yeah, I mean, it's there's all, no explanation. all very confusing. It's just kerfuddled up. <laughs> kerfuddled up. <laughs> kerfuddled up. All right, well, I'm, I'm about spent on Mother. Me too. Uh, me, me three. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs>